Hey everyone, welcome back to Coffee and Croissant with me, Christian Alphonse, a food show. Uh-oh, I messed up completely. It's a podcast show about food and travel. Today's guest is Daniel Calderon. Daniel Calderon is filmmaker, podcaster, content creator, owner of 94 Productions. Dan, you have so many titles. I, I feel like I'm forgetting <laughs> one title. But uh, welcome Artist. back to the show, man. I'm very happy to have you back. Sketch artist. <laughs> Sketch artist. Yeah, like you you make TikToks of drawings now and they're looking really, really great. You should not make a look at them. Thanks, buddy. More of a hobby. I haven't really uh, doubled down on it, but uh, definitely part of my array of talents, I guess you could say, or my creative outlets. Um, you know me, man. Anything to stay creative or be creative, uh, whatever have you. Um, so one of the many things that I've uh, picked up during the pandemic, um, all for the purposes of not becoming bored out of my mind. <laughs> so I'm happy about that. <laughs> oh, that is true, man. I myself, I'm bored out of my mind each and every single day with this pandemic. But finally, should be over or they're calling it the endemic early on this year. Today's show then is going to be a new format. I kind of, kind of briefly spoke to you about it before we got started. Um, I know people are probably annoyed with me because I keep changing my format over and over and over again, but I'm just trying to work what's best for me and the way I do things. So this format- Major of the entrepreneur, buddy. Exactly. You got to pivot. <laughs> That's why they keep on you saying- got to see what works. <laughs> got to see what works. Like, you got to pivot and you got it ready. Show up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm just trying to make more bite-sized content now that just makes more sense for me. In exactly, my brand exactly. but so definitely completely different show we have a vast of topics to cover and these topics are on food travel and things in between and the first topic then i'm curious to know what your thoughts on this because this is mind-blowing to me there's this company startup company called tables actually founded by an ottawa entrepreneur backed oh, wow. by okay. uh backed by vcs in new york and what they're trying to do is that they're trying to give first class seating at the restaurant. So basically think of this. When you book a space, you cannot pay extra to book the best spot at the restaurant. How crazy is that? They just raised. Oh, now you. Go ahead. Oh, so it's like going to a movie theater. Like you actually pick the spot you want to sit at. Yeah, but you pay extra for that. At you a, pay at extra. A, I'm at the restaurant. Yeah. Customers are willing to do so. That's the thing. That's the <laughs> Yo, that's a crazy <laughs> concept to me. And I'll definitely bring up some of the highlights. This is from BetaKit. And I'm sure you guys can see on the screen if you guys are watching it on YouTube. So the most interesting part of that whole uh, BetaKit uh, article was that, like, unlike other restaurant reservation apps, like table management systems, like San Francisco-based Open Table, which I'm very familiar with. I think you're familiar with as well. I think another competitor of Open Tables is Resi. Um, the Ottawa-founded Tables wants to give diners the opportunity to pay an extra fee to book the specific table, enabling restaurants to monetize sought-after table space. I personally think it's a little bit crazy and idiotic to have that option for people. Um, right. I know for sure, like, some restaurants, especially if you're eating at somewhere that I am, and you know you're already dropping, like, 500 to to $1,000. You might not even care. You might just pay the extra 40 bucks for that specific table. But overall, like, I just cannot see this as a thing. Like, this is so brand new to me. Uh, I'm really happy for entrepreneur. Like, I'm not saying, like, it's a dumb idea. I personally, myself, won't be able to do it. So, Dan, right. question to you. If you're on a yeah, date, man. would you pay extra <laughs> for the best table to, for a date? See, the it depends on two things, right? Um, depends on what restaurant I'm going to, and it depends on the fee, because this is a pretty solid idea, I'm not going to lie, because many times you got to kind of just retrace your steps. And uh, recall, like when you're going to a restaurant, are you the kind of person like myself who asks for preferred seating? Like, do you ask always for a booth, or do you always want a window, or do you always uh, want it outside, right? Um, there are people it's not a far-fetched idea there are people that request certain spots you know just the other night we went for my grandmother's birthday and we wanted it in the far back corner dim lighting you know this whole setting this whole ambiance um that's a preference you know that's a, that's a specialized seating that uh this kind of um you know uh, then this entrepreneurial um kind of venture would uh, excel in right um kind of fulfills and yeah so for me like I like that you brought it up. You put it into the context of if I was on a date, because yeah, honestly, that that would be the time and the place to probably um, pay the extra fee. Um, the only reason I see this excelling is because there—that's just not 
one kind of event people uh, attend um, or kind of commemorate. There's a lot of events in someone's life, birthdays, anniversaries, um, family reunions, get-togethers, that uh, people would prefer uh, specialized seating. Um, so someone for myself, what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, a date's very special to me or if it's someone I really like or I want to impress. Of course, you know, you want to make sure you're not sitting next to the kitchen or the bathroom. You don't. You want to be in, in comfortable chairs because uh, we've all been there, right? And we all know how awkward and uncomfortable dates are. Can First dates can be as it is. <laughs> So uh, you want to be in, you know, the most uh, satisfying um, environment. So when it comes to, for instance, uh, you know, going to a restaurant for, again, an, an anniversary, an engagement, uh, whatever have you, I think it's very beneficial um, in the restaurants and the client's interest to, you know, choose uh, what they desire. Um, so I think this idea is highly innovative. Um and can tap into a lot of people's, uh, you know, wants and needs in the marketplace. You know what? You could be 100% right. I'm happy that this is a solution for restaurateurs to have more dynamic pricing for the restaurants. Mm -hmm. And of course, not every restaurant should have that feature. Let me read that again. Not yeah, like Swiss Shelly, yeah. don't even try. <laughs> do not try yeah. inside Mario's, yeah. please. But if you, and if you do, but listen, if you do, right, treat it like a movie theater where they don't, it's not additional. Like, I don't know if you noticed, I, I think it's because ever since the pandemic uh, was initiated, but um, even a basic movie theater ticket, you still uh, have the option of, or it's mandatory, you have to choose where you want to be seated because they want to kind of uh, facilitate like how many people are coming into the auditorium. Um, but what I mean to say is like that could it could work to any industry. Just the idea of charging an extra fee. See, that's where you got me. And I said, OK, you have to be very careful. Uh, you have to, first of all, um, be in a demand to charge that fee. Right. You have to be at a premium status as it is um, willing to people are willing to pay that fee. And it has to serve, uh, you know, uh, memorable occasions. Right. Again, the joke, so shall I, as much as I was joking, they should not do that because people, <laughs> first of all, our generation won't do it because um, we're not fans of the the uh, establishment. Boomers won't do it because they're not, they don't buy into any of these uh, new kind of tech startups. Um, and also it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense on their business model because it's just not that kind of restaurant. You know what I mean? Um, but the restaurant we attended, I forgot that I keep forgetting the name, the one that Anthony Bourdain um, was credited uh, of, of going to in Montreal, that's a place I can see excelling at that. You know, it's it's already, um, oh, yeah. you know, you, you reserved, you know what I mean? You're talking, Sorry, about the, you're talking about Opie de Cochon, which is a restaurant that me and Dan did a food review by yeah, that absolutely. I'm still working on, yeah. by the way. Sorry about yeah, that, Dan. No, 100%. <laughs> yo, great things take time, buddy. We're yo. doing a premiere. Um, no, but having said that, like, do you know what I mean, buddy? It's like those restaurants, I can see people paying, you know, an extra fee, yeah. a reasonable fee. And, you know, prefer, prefer to sit at, at uh, the window. I, I told you, I, I'm like that, it, right? It, it doesn't cater to everyone, but I'm telling you, there are people that um, if it's the right occasion, the right person, and let's be honest, people with a deep pocket, yeah, they'll pay the extra fee, bro. They'll make sure that they're in the right setting. Um, there are, I just want to add this, because I experienced this recently yesterday with a family event. Um, there'll also be probably cutoffs, like the way they uh, section off restaurants, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, where families won't be able to sit in this dining area or uh, kids won't be able at a certain uh, um, above 18 can't sit there. And the reason why I say that is because I've noticed, and it's happened many of the times, I don't know if you've experienced it, you're on a date, you're on a special event, and there's kids whining, yelling, making noise. Um, and that can't happen. You know, it ruins the ambiance. Yeah. So I'm, I, I can see that happening where you pay the premium fee and it's like a resort, right? You know it's not a, a, not a kid's resort, it's an all-adults resort, so you can wear you know the right attire if you want to and not worry about that or you can drink as much alcohol or you can act in ways that you know you don't have to worry about uh children or minors being around right no dan you put up fantastic points i myself trying to save as much money as possible because this inflation is about to ruin no no I, <laughs> I, i'm on your brother that's why i said i'm on your side like the, the extra fees are not getting me that's why i said you have deep pockets 
but uh yeah we can get into that too because i don't know about and if like people are still worrying about nfts and it's like uh focus on focus on buying bread yeah, <laughs> focus on buying a loaf of bread <laughs> as they say you know, so, uh, I, i'm a bit biased because of uh, like my kind of work but yeah <laughs> we gotta we gotta think about that yeah. but I, no 100 percent. so let's move to the next topic uh but yeah, like, for sure, let's buddy. definitely congratulate this entrepreneur um yeah no seriously man like this is a great idea i know they do it for downtown ottawa at a place called charlotte which is a really cool spot it's like wicker restaurant like a bar uh great food great great cocktails and wine selection i yeah you can only do it with ritzy i feel like you can only do a ritzy posh kind of urban settings in my opinion where this could kind of thrive exactly exactly and and that's their target uh places and of course that would be the target audience to people that couldn't afford those places uh, so good luck for their venture. I personally think it was a little bit wild to see that, but hey, you know, like a lot of crazy things happen. People are staying in people's houses and paying a fee, like Airbnb, and that was a wild, crazy idea at the time. So, things- or, or the idea of even Uber alone, man. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying even Uber alone, like growing up, right? Because we're millennials, so we're the cross between the two generations, like boomers and or Gen Xs, I should say, and Gen Zs. So we're kind of like the in between, like uh, experiencing that transition um into the digital age so what i'm saying is growing up you know the idea that someone would just pick you up from your cell phone and like you go into a car like i was told as a kid you never do that (laughs) always take a taxi or you always go with a public transit like a trusted source um but with reasonably reasonable prices right as i was discussing if it's Mm -hmm. at a reasonable price hey guess what i'm taking that uber uh that's the only way i was able to not get into debt when i went to california <laughs> so uber uber you know i'm saying like these things uber eats right yeah uber eats i believe capitalizes on something um where it covers all restaurants in a way mm-hmm. if you think about it maybe not the high-end posh ones but i guess what uber eats is doing for the lower end fast food you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh fast dining kind of thing this is going to target the posh bougie like britsy kind of uh, restaurants because um no one's going to pay like know a high fee or any fee at all to sit at a chick-fil-a right yeah but they will you know pay a fee to get their food uh, delivered so they don't have to stand in line that wraps around the whole building right um because that those are instances that happens right so yeah definitely so let's transition into the travel part segment of our of this podcast so that i titled this uh part passport wait time in eric canada debacle so covid like I said earlier on this podcast, it's almost over. We were part of the endemic, as they said. And people are trying to get the heck out of their country. So I know as Canadians, we experienced it too, but it's also quite interesting to see it in the other side of the border that Americans are having a hard time to get in their passports. So this is from the New York Times, and the title of the article is Another Pain Point in Summer Travels Woes, Getting a Passport. Interesting part about this article was like prices of gas and groceries, passport fees have gone up across the board. And as of and as of January, a first time adult passport now costs 165 USD, including $35 a sentence fee. A renewed adult passport costs 130. A passport for minor costs a, to- a total of 135. Everything is an increase of 20 over since 2021. So, Dan, quickly asking you, do you have your yeah. passport renewed? <laughs> Did you have any issues? No, with no, my passport. Here? Yeah, thank, thank you for asking because I don't know if I told you, right? I'm going to California yes. in two weeks. So I had to ensure that that was um, renewed. And thank God I have it <laughs> because um, I was just reading that subtitle. If you're urgently in need of a new or updated passport, brace yourself. Options have narrowed and it's likely going to cost you. Like that scares me. Um, whatever that means, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's important that, um, you always keep up to date with these things. I know, uh, people look at it last minute. Um, but if you're someone that enjoys traveling, you know, you're driving your license, you always stay on top of those things. So I don't know what to say about that. Uh, why, why are they, um, providing these challenges? Um, it's just for because for renewal. It's, it's because probably shortage of labor um just a high intense need of demand for it and also why do you think people are leaving why do you think like is it because the the pandemic is still prevalent um, in that industry like they're feeling the effects of it yeah yeah people just want to get out man like i'm not gonna blame even myself man i'm like itching to leave the country so people just want to no but what i'm saying is why do you why is there a shortage then right like if so many people want to travel and get out don't they need is there a high demand for people to stay um 
I don't know what you mean by that. Like, say, say that again. So, so you know how like baggages? You heard about this, right? Like, oh, that's Air Canada. Uh, bags are getting yeah, yeah, Air Canada. But I'm saying, okay, so let me ask you this. Just off topic, but only because like mm-hmm. I'm preparing myself for the travel. Why is this happening, man? Like, if aren't they in demand? Like, don't they need people? Like, why why do you think these these workers are leaving? Oh yeah, so for the airline companies, um, yeah, one of the biggest issue was the COVID uh, mandate that happened. So a lot of those right. people didn't want to get vaccinated to keep on working. Some of them oh, just okay, got okay. really tired of the work and they, they hated their position. They didn't want to get sick as well, even though they're vaccinated. They also left the airline industry. So what's going on between Air Canada and other airlines is just that there's a shortage of labor. That's all it is. Um, right. People that take care yeah. of the, the, the bags, people that just work work as, um, I say, for instance, work as a stewardess or steward. Uh, right. Pilots are just long and like they don't. There's not enough pilots as well, so it's just a bit crazy right now in terms of traveling. So that's like the biggest issue that's going on right now, and actually transitions into the daughter segment of that part of the passport is the Air Canada debacle. And I'm sure you saw this um, over the Instagram Reels or Insta World, Insta Stories now tiktok stories a bunch of canadian travelers who were quite upset with air canada because they weren't able to get their stuff on time or the stuff got stuck in the other airport it was just pure and utter chaos it was oh yeah i heard often. crazy stories yeah. yeah i heard crazy stories man that's why with me i'm doing a carry-on <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i'm serious bro i can't de- i can't deal with my underwear getting fucking lost so. man, yo, <laughs> that is such a pain for everything to get lost especially with air canada um one crazy story that I've heard was that um, this girl, like, it was on my Insta story. I don't even know who she was, who she is, but to be quite honest, I think I just, like, got her IG when I was out clubbing one day. You know, okay, you, nice. you, you, you know one of those things? You just get one of those nights, bro. One of those nights. Nice, yeah. And that's how we call, do it nowadays. It's a, it's a resume, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I was looking at her stories, and she was going off. She made, like, a 10-part ig story about this and it was quite entertaining because she basically lost her shit about air canada so what happened to her was yeah, some that... people have a lot of some people have a lot of time eh? oh my god <laughs> bruh <laughs> sorry you have to understand bruh. guys like christian and i we have that uh that bond we share together that cynicism <laughs> the way we look at others oh, <laughs> but we man. love you we love you uh... <laughs> Anyway, sorry, what were you saying? I had to throw it up. No, 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 no. Long story short, like, she had, like, a 10-part IG story in which she broke down what exactly happened to her and how it affected her. And she actually did a really good job explaining what happened. But to summarize it was because it took her at least a week to get her bags. So she arrived, like, in the country, like, let's say a week ago, and she still hasn't gotten her bag. To the point that okay. she had to go to Air Canada's um, boot or station at the Toronto Pearson Airport. And she basically had to, like, convince, like, the people that work there to allow yeah. her to go to the back room to get her bag. And she went to the back room and looking for her bag with the other person. And she couldn't, fin- she couldn't find a bag. So the, employ- so the employee what? for Air Canada told her just to take a bag. <laughs> Are you serious? Just take any bag. Just yeah, take any bag. You'd be good. <laughs> wow, that's scary shit, man. And, 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 and you know, like, I think me and you spoke about it. Those luggages cost so much money. They're like 500 to The luggage grand. itself, you're right. And what's in it? That's the question. But forget that. It's the, the luggage itself, yeah. Yo, man, right. like, it, they're so expensive. So I don't blame her trying to find her bag. I don't know what's in it. But it could just be clothes and stuff. But, like, a 500 bucks, man, like, dude, like... I'll do whatever no, it takes to save yeah. that. Like that's a new camera equipment, new gear, new laptop, man. Like that's, that's what I was thinking as a filmmaker. Like, what if I'm traveling with my equipment? And and that's why, in light of this, like this trip is business, but it's mostly pleasure. Like me going to LA, like just to kind of catch up with some people there. But um, yeah, I would never bring my equipment um, unless it's a organized shoot. You know, like I have the trusted doc documents with me, and um, everything is expensed. Um, because this is pathetic, man. It sounds like it's it's in disarray. Um, the reason why I waited this long to travel uh, was so I could, you know, surpass like kind of those those uh, restrictions, right? Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, there there's kind of new challenges um, that have been brought to light. 
the two so what's going on with this couple or this so yeah great question um so and also awesome segue for, for this part so this yeah, is sure. a couple his name is scott this is from the cbc the title of this is called more air canada and west jet passengers baffle by reasons for denied compensation so the interesting part of this article is that three days later air canada informed scott his, his full name is Algard that he doesn't qualify for compensation because his flight was canceled instead of delay due to labor dispute that was outside the airline's control. So basically, they're not giving him his refund. <laughs> That's what's going on right now. And he's oh quite my God. upset. It is quite Maybe upset. Maybe I should have got myself a refund. <laughs> I should have checked the box when I ordered my ticket. <laughs> no, but the thing is, it's like, it's like um, they're speaking like, I think in the internet they call legalese, where like, oh, it's not canceled. It's just, del- it's like, you don't qualify because it got canceled, not delayed. So mm. we can't refund you. I think it's like weird little, um, you know, terms loophole. of agreements. Like little, re- yeah. exactly. I love that you said it. It's a weird loophole on about this. So definitely, stupid, yeah. I hope Scott gets some type of compensation, which leads us to this other article, which is a bit more and more interesting. And I kind of pull it up on my Google Chrome. And this is it right here. Um, hold on, everyone. Yeah, yeah. So right here, this is on compensation from C- from Globe and Mail, by the way. And let's just make this look all nice and pretty. Uh, we are making it as we're flying. So this is from um, Globe and Mail. Uh, compensation questions loom for Air Canada customers. We cancel flights. So then I'm going to quickly say some of the important parts of, the, of this of this article that I thought were very interesting and, and need to know. Um, yeah. Then afterward, I'll just quickly ask your thoughts on this. So while Russo apologized, Russo, by the way, is the CEO of Air Canada. While Russo apologized for flights cancellation and customer service shortfalls, the CEO also said in an email to travelers, the schedule reduction steam from strains on the global aviation system potentially outside Air Canada's control, calling them unprecedented and unforeseen. Under federal regulations, if passengers were informed more than two weeks in advance that their flights was canceled or delayed by three hours or more for reasons within the carrier's control, they are owed alternative travel arrangements or refund, traveler's choice. A rejected reservation yields 400 bucks in compensation on the top of the refund. If the trips was canceled within 14 days or less, passengers are owed a grand for cancellation or delay of nine hours or more between 400 and 700 for delays of three to nine hours. So then going back to what happened to Scott, you know, a lot of stipulations, there's a lot of stipulations. (laughs) There's lots of legalese. Holy shit, man. Man, But I gotta say, this is a quick little side note, still on topic. Did you get the email from the Air Canada CEO saying sorry to all the customers? Because I'm on a distribution list for Air Canada. I actually have my no, no, aerial uh, plan. It was, it was no, no. So I don't have I don't have a frequent flyer list, but uh, like I'm not a part, part of any newsletter. I barely fly. <laughs> but uh, no, I, you you got the letter personally sent to you. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I got the email. It wasn't a letter. It was an email. I was like oh, a okay, nice okay. CEO statement. And funny enough. Right. I think like five minutes afterwards, I got an email from Porter saying 20% off all airlines and flights. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious, buddy. For people that don't know, Porter is a competitor of Air Canada. They are a smaller airline. Uh, they just probably. I think I won a ticket. Remember E1? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I got the main prize, bro. I got, I got the Porter Airlines. Yeah, that was the main prize when we did our Christmas party. That was um, so funny. But it was a propeller plane, and I like had an, like I was just too busy with like building the business. Like, I don't know what happened to them. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> uh, so then, so quickly asking you on this part, man. Like, so I, I kind of got an idea of your thoughts on this. So you're saying that you're not going to do any check-in bag when you're traveling to the States uh, this summer? What do you mean, uh, like, uh, pra- check in, like carry check in, uh, extra? Like, like check-in luggage, because that's what's mostly happened. If your thing's checked in, man, you're kind of screwed. It's checked in as in like you're, check- if I'm bringing a luggage and not just a carry-on? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm bringing, yeah, just a carry-on, because I remember last time I fl- uh, flew to L.A., like, I, got, I was uh, entitled to a backpack, uh, like a smaller um kind of carry on and then um 
a miniature sized luggage, um, kind of like what we brought to Montreal. But no, I'm not intending to bring uh, a larger piece of luggage that I have to do a check in, uh, only because there's a lot of complications with this. Um, and I don't want the idea of my clothes being lost. Um, I just don't need that headache. And I just want to have like a peaceful trip. Fortunate enough for me, I'm staying with a friend, mm-hmm. uh, as I told you. So like, you know, those things can kind of be taken care of. Like all I really need is my shirts, my pants and my underwear. <laughs> but uh, I'm not bringing my film equipment, anything like that, only because I want to enjoy myself. Um, I don't really want to be worrying about anything. So I don't really, it's not really a need for me to bring uh, an extra piece of luggage. Um, so I'm trying to avoid that at all costs uh, as much as possible. Um, there's pros and cons to everything. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping to bring a larger suitcase. Um, that way I can store more clothing or um, you know, personal belongings that I acquire, right? Like gifts, things like that. But uh, yeah, man, uh, based on how everything's going, it just sounds like more headache inducing and I just want to avoid it as much as I can if possible. Do you agree on that? Or oh, 100% agree on that. I 100% agree on that. I myself traveling uh, in the States as well in New York in August and... Right, I, when are you going? I'm going to New York. I'm going and No, when? When? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going and I'm going to see when I'm going online. Get even Okay, no worries. Sorry. <laughs> You're a psycho, no worries, guys. Boy, bro. There are psychos. There are psychos. Yo, and, I don't um, know if I disclose where I'm going. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't worry. I'll, I'll bleep it for you if you feel better. Don't bleep it for me? Okay, yeah, thank man. you, sir. Thank because you, sir. Well, you'll tell me off I'll, after the Yeah, the I'll tell you after. 100%. I'll tell you after. Perfect. But, but funny wait. enough, like seeing what's going on in Air Canada, I'm definitely flying with Porter. Um, where I'm going in the States and I okay. saved some money because it's 20% off the flights. So if people are looking okay, nice. for alternative, uh, definitely fire reporter. I'm not bringing any, uh, checked in luggage. I'm doing all carry on and I'm also bringing my less expensive luggage. So if I lose it, I don't come back. I can't, I can't <laughs> duffel <not> bag. <laughs> this guy's bringing the duffel bag. I love it. Dude, man, I cannot <laughs> afford to lose anything that's expensive no, right you now. You can't, man. you can't, man. <laughs> luggages are, the luggages are expensive, man. Like so you said, expensive. they're over a hundred dollars, if not more. So yeah, man, uh, smart on you and you don't even require it that's the thing right yeah. like if you're going to europe i'd say you got to bite the bullet like Man. you can't survive off a of carry-on or my some people might argue on here yeah. hostel life yeah you know what i mean i see you mm-hmm. uh but if you're going to new york man like as proven with montreal a few days whatever yeah you're good Yo, man, 100%. And last, and my last thought about this was just, like, guys, like, Eric Canada, come on, man. Like, stop it with the legalese. Like, make straightforward and straight simple terms and conditions to your travelers, man. Come on. Like, this is ridiculous. I understand, like, you have a labor shortage. There's lots of things outside your control. At the same time, man, these people are trying to travel. Maybe tell them way in advance. It's going to be chaotic when they're traveling. Like, do something. And also, too, this is kind of like a, a bit off tangent. Um, the government kind of is going to start doing COVID checks or random random COVID checks now going forward. They're thinking about doing that. They're thinking about starting that up right Yeah, again. so I wanted to ask. Yeah, I wanted to ask since I'm on the podcast because I haven't really done the research yet. I've been really busy. Anything I should know? Oh, did yeah. you read anything? Because I didn't read anything. Yeah, what should I? So what do I what do I need to do before I fly? No, so you should be fine. So like, if you're flying oh, in the okay. states, you should be fine. You should just know that like expect to be a random, per- random person either yourself, or someone else in your flights to get COVID nineteen check. They stopped that, but now they're about to start it again because cases are on the rise. But if you're going, so what does that mean, man? Like in the in the oh, like they'll like before they take off, they're gonna do, like check. Yeah, they're gonna check. They're gonna check. They're gonna check when you land, not when you take off. So oh, when you when land you in land, Canada, shit. they're okay. gonna check it because Americans still don't care about COVID. Oh, the American. Oh, okay. So you're saying going to LA, I'll be fine. Yeah, that's all I care about. Yeah, but yeah. coming back, yeah, coming yeah, back, okay. you'll be like, yo, um, can, can you put it aside? Can we check to see if you got so and so and so and so? Interesting. Uh, yeah. So I'm. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm. Gonna, so that'll be the biggest thing, biggest thing to know. So I don't need a PCR test or anything like that. No, you don't need any PCR tests. Uh, you should be fine. Uh, there's no you testing. Just go there and fly. We'll bring your vaccine documents just in case, right? Yeah. So what what we're briefly talking about? Let, let me bring it up again. Um, sure. So yeah, because it's changing. Uh, but as I say, because as soon as I post this podcast, I'm sure it's gonna. I'm sure it's gonna change. I'm sure it's gonna wow. change. Because well, I have to. I'm gonna phone in like repeatedly, like every week. Um, there you go, boom. Uh, the economic times. It's the economic times. 
so so this is kind of off the cup people so just bare bones with me and dan here um look at this amount of ads that, that they have here holy damn they're selling every inch of this website <laughs> Belly, what's that <laughs> This is the Economic, oh this is the Economic Times. I think they're pretty good. Um, good source of news. But they say Canada has announced that it will start random COVID tests for travelers arriving by air into four major Ooh, airports. July nineteenth. In July nineteenth. So the Vancouver, Calgary, Montreal, and Toronto. According to the Public Health Agency of Canada, these tests will be done regardless of vaccination status. Uh, tests will be completed outside the airport, either via in person appointments or selected Text providers, locations, boom, 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 boom. So will they pick, are they are they uh, randomly choosing people yeah. on the flight or the flight itself, like randomly choosing flights? They're, they're randomly picking people on each flight. Okay, so if you're not selected, you don't have to worry about it. But it, yeah. well, what if they do have COVID? Like, does that mean you have to, like, get checked? Yeah. If, uh, like, as you know, if you still have the Kenyan uh, COVID exposure app, um. You you probably you probably get notification. Uh, okay, but yeah. am I am I uh, like are we going to be sectioned off kind of thing like until we get the results we won't be able to leave? Is that how it works or no? I I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. The test is being done outside the airport, so like they're probably telling you to go to a pharmacy or go somewhere to do the test. Oh wow! Like you have to go out of your way to do it. Yeah. So, and if you don't comply, like they'll find your. Yes, Worse. and it says right here. So, <laughs> so travelers who are picked for the random test at Toronto Pearson will receive an email notification within 15 minutes of completing their customs declaration. Information on how to arrange a test will be provided at the time. Partially vaccinated and unvaccinated individuals will continue to, to be required to get a test upon revival into the country. In an eight day, in, and on day eight of the mandatory 14 day quarantine, all travelers must provide their information on the Arrive Can app or on our website 72 hours prior to the arrival to in the country. So you still kind of use Arrive Can. Have you used Arrive Can yet, Dan? Have you ever used that app? Arrive Can, no. Is that the one you said it was detecting um, if COVID uh, patients are around you? <laughs> People in the country. I, I thought that was like a whole conspiracy. I'll be honest. And last time I checked, there's only like 5% of Canadians that download it. <laughs> Yeah, you're all worried it was like tracking and shit. Oh, first of all, you're on that. Yo, I, I'm an app, both apps. I have the exposure app and I have the arrive can app. You so, would. So, you're just studying the logistics of it. Yo, That's man, I'm, I, I am very, very interested about all this stuff. I, you're tech savvy, brother. Not, I'm, not tech, um, I'm not tech savvy. Yet. I, I just know it's like. It's no, I'm saying you're more technologically inclined than. Uh, I'm saying you're into like the whole application usage and yeah, yeah no worries i yeah. got you no right right yeah but uh so this is i wanted to ask Go ahead. no yeah so i wanted to ask like are they still doing the implementing the mandatory like i know i saw the notice the 14-day quarantine thing but is it still like you have to stay in a hotel like how does that work then? so that's not needed anymore so this is for okay, like good. the person that's picked for the random test so if Perfect. you if you land like more likely if there's like 100 people on your flight you know they're gonna pick like probably four i'm assuming not only one really so Shit. i'm assuming four like i don't i don't expect them to pick like like 80 or 20 people for their flight that'd be kind of yeah, nice. yeah yeah um but yeah like should be i think i think you'd be fine to be quite honest i think people would be but fine. what's the point of that you know what i mean man like 80 80 to 100 <laughs> would make sense because then you're like you have a good chance of figuring out if the flight was safe <laughs> but four people like Dan, i don't get it what's Dan, a determinant Dan, that's a great question. I do. Is not this politics? Know. Am I bored? Am I rubbing on politics now? No, it's not, not rubbing <laughs> politics. I, it, it's, oh. too, it's it's a great question. I'm just not the person to answer it. I personally right, right. think it's a little bit overbloated. The whole thing's going on. Like it's kind of stupid, bro. To be honest, like, <laughs> if if most of Canadians are fully vaccinated, then why does it matter? You know, like if most Canadians yeah, are fully like vaccinated, COVID, why does yeah. it matter? I didn't even know the cases were getting, uh, like I heard in increases, but the way the culture, you know, uh, has uh, established itself, it doesn't seem like anyone cares at this point. Yeah. Like, I have, way, I, I've gone to, sorry, Dan, sorry, I just quickly got to say that. By the way, Dan and I, like I'm pro-vaccine. I think Dan, you're pro-vaccine too. 
you're both. Yeah, yeah, we got our full, vaccines, but we're also vaccinated. Living life. We're not anti-vaxxers, so shut up, people outside of this. Of this yeah, accuse us of being anti-vaxxers. It is crazy to have to say that still, but like people are just so annoying with the vaccination status. Well, I, now they're for sure. It's cemented they're not going to get it because Ford's like you know they they lifted the whole vaccine mandate. Man, so. oh lord, but yeah, like it, it, it makes no sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's it's the most. It's like the most tipsy tossy logic going on right now because as i said earlier on if people are fully vaccinated everyone should be fine that being said having covid is is does suck and people are very very uh how do you say it people can get very very ill with it and they can lie right. at risk so do please get vaccinated at the same time like come on man like it's almost been oh no years. for sure there's not a laughing matter but i just thought at this point everyone was kind of moved on in a way but um yeah man it's still a dire situation so you gotta respect it so I'm, I'm i'm about to show you the exposure can app that i have on my phone um okay so this is the covid 19 notification exposure app that's that's about to show up now oh it's actually retired you you, you don't need to add the app anymore you can delete the app thank you for doing your part to help limit the spread of covid 19 it's officially over i have the app on my phone wow. i'm gonna delete it right now after this podcast so that's and that's the one that would detect if you had COVID, yeah, right? And that like was it, it. It, you have to put your information in. Yeah, register. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. That's no, that's no longer needed. So don't. Did it have, work by the way for you? It did. It did. I the people I was with didn't have any COVID, and I myself I haven't had COVID yet. But did um, it ever like like ding like it did, like it did, notify it did, you? It did, it did. Oh wow! When we did our Montreal trip, it notified me like every two days. <laughs> I never told me. I could have been next to a COVID guy. No, you're good. Because <laughs> oh, no, if no, I, I got it, you would definitely got it. <laughs> you know? No, no, I know. But but when you oh, like so, it's it's a radius. Like they let you know thirty kilometers up from here. Yeah, no, they like, let you is know. Is that what you mean? They let you know who has COVID. So like, you first of all, let's say in a group of hundred people that ha- has the app, if one person of a hundred people got the app, it would be notified that oh, <laughs> you get. No, sorry. So no, no, someone next to my house uh, got a ticket. Shit, uh, uh, their ass was on the, uh, the sidewalk. <laughs> oh park. darn! Yo, these guys have the day off. They're just chilling, like these enforcement <laughs> park enforcement. Yo, that's what it is, buddy. Everybody yeah. gotta make a living, bro. <laughs> Everyone's gotta make a living. I should have maybe said something, but I didn't think they were gonna take that long, and I forgot about it. <laughs> oh jeez, that sucks, yeah. man. Uh, anyway, let's get back to the conversation. Let's go back to the conversation. <laughs> this basically t- lets you know who on your radius has COVID. And the person right. must be registered in the app to, in order to know if they have COVID. I personally don't think it was very good app to be used because like people can just lie and people not get the app and just delete their profile on the app. Right, right. But anyways, that's that was the point of this app, and I, and I understood and I, and I did my part. Um, Arrive Can is just the application that's used when you're entering the country, especially Canada. If you're a Canadian citizen, you basically put your information like similar information you'll give to the border agents where you're flying from do you have any illness are you good have you been contacted have you been contacted with covid-19 yada right, yada, right. yada yada so it's quite point straightforward like the times i flew back and forth from the states to canada like they barely even checked check mine to be quite honest that's amazing that's all i need to hear yeah so, but the canadians are going to check so i have to yeah yeah, yeah they're going they're going to check but like they'll be like oh you good like I, I feel yeah, like yeah, I it feel won't like, be a big deal. Yeah, I feel like they can tell last COVID to be quite honest sometimes. You know, I'm like Yeah, no, let's be, yeah, <laughs> I like how you I, I like how you're just honest about that. Let's be real, yeah, man. Like, yeah, like yeah. they're human beings, right? So they're gonna judge. If someone's like sweating and like limping yeah. and <clears throat> you know what I mean, coughing up a storm, <clears throat> they're definitely gonna pull that person aside. So definitely. I was pulled over with uh, the accusation or not the accusation, but like the uh impression that I had uh cocaine or something i was no. smuggling cocaine. <laughs> no because i was carrying my skate i know i know right i i only had i only got this uh this feeling because i i was uh coming back from the states and the guy was uh, swabbing my hands and i said you know i've never seen that before i never heard that before whatever and i asked like around i asked like agents and like my parents and they said yeah they were looking for like drugs like cocaine specifically i'm like shit i'm like i'm you know recalling like the events and i said why would he you know uh make that conclusion and he was a nice guy about it. he wasn't like angry he was just like oh sir let me just see your hands let me just okay. and i realized i think because i had my skateboard and because i had my hoodie on and i looked like really tired because i was flying 
I told you about my trip, right? 2019, yeah. I went across the West Coast. So I was really exhausted when I was flying. Um, so he must have said something to me and I didn't pay attention. So he thought I was incoherent. Mm-hmm. But it just was, it was like baffling to me. I'm like, yo, shit, I got checked for that? Like, that's crazy, man. Like, I'm, I'm an innocent guy. Like, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Thank God I wasn't uh, framed or anything, you know, set up. But uh, <laughs> no, man. It was pretty wild, man. They like they put put my hands out, like went like this. I'm like, why? Why is this guy checking my hands? Like, that's weird. Man. Um, am I right about that? That is yeah, yeah, for yeah. drugs, right? They, they do that. Yeah. They do that often, especially if you're suspicious. It was a do... random check. Yeah. But but because he he was suspicious of me. He, Yo, he did it, yeah. Can can someone random check? What what is a random check? <laughs> like honestly, <laughs> it's literally luck of the draw. You know what I mean? Like literally luck but of like, the draw. But like they can tell, like they they look at you, and be like, I. Right. I'm gonna take. I must. I must say this right yeah, now. Yeah, exa- exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. I'm taking him. <laughs> like, what's really random? Like Christian, you think you think the same way as me? It's like, let's be honest. This guy's either racist. Yeah, judgmental, bro. Come or on, my G. Yeah. I know. Come on, my guy. Hundred percent, bro. At the end of the day, people forget, man. Like, we're human beings behind the ma- like these oh, these pieces of technology. You know what I mean? Like, we're running the show. Yeah, we until all have robot, biases too, man. Until it's an AI, then I then I'll say I'll safely say, yeah, it was a random choice. But if it's a person that's going you over here, yeah, yeah this guy definitely has something on his mind. Fine. Maybe I reminded them of an ex or a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. It happens, man. People people laugh, but it's it's the reality. Oh man. Okay, now let's segue to our different our last part of the show, uh, which, which is the in between seg- segment. So in between, okay. so Dan, I'm I'm very curious to know what your, what your thoughts on this. I'm going to say. What I found in in between, this is related to working from home. Um, so, from New York Times, title, would you pay $40 a month to have strangers watch you work? To me, this, this I'm perfect, I'm going to call this OnlyFans, but for the office. <laughs> Yo, so... why not? <laughs> it depends. It depend- well, I get easily annoyed, but like, will I see them? Do I see them or is it just a recording of me? Oh, let let me tell you exactly what Okay, it tell, is. Me, tell me, tell me. So, titled, titled article, would you pay $40 a month to have strangers watch you work? The, interest part, the interesting part of this article, <clears throat> often referred to as virtual co-working platforms, a slew of tech tools allow people to be seen working, but crucially, not by bosses who might surveil their output or coworkers who might want something for them. The platforms that are especially popular with freelancers, entrepreneurs, students, and people with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder who are seeking structure and accountability. Uh, there's another part to this as well, but quickly, my thought on this part was quite interesting because I was like, why am I paying 40 bucks for someone to to see me do my work? That's a little bit ridiculous in my opinion. But oh, wait, you pay or you're getting paid? No, you pay. You pay, you you pay for someone to watch so, someone to watch me to watch you work. <laughs> Why would I pay someone to watch me? How dystopian, how dystopian is that, bro? <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> That's like the girls paying for oh, guys man. to look. What? But like, no, like, cause this is this is why I tell you, man. The world's such an interesting place. So basically, much you basically. I'm, re- I'm hearing that correctly. Like you pay someone. Yeah, you're paying someone to watch you to watch you do your work. That makes no fucking okay. <laughs> it's just like what? Yeah. Bro, how does that make any sense? By the way, sick hat. I, I love that hat. Uh, thanks, like, man. Yo, did, did, yeah, LA, bro. This is where you. This LA, where, bro. You gotta represent, man. Where I Look, I'm wearing an LA hat too. You gotta yeah. represent your boy. Yo, 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 Put your on, man. Let's fuck it, man. LA, let's, let's be LA guys for now, man. But yeah, I mean, this yeah, is it, man. So we basically, it's a new tool. Um, very popular on zoom where people are like spending 40 bucks and they kind of go into this like big zoom session where each person is is like telling like okay i need i'm gonna give you money and make sure i do my work for the day so they're kind of just holding each other accountable so it's kind of like have you seen the ones on youtube it's like study with me study alongside me you never saw those videos on YouTube? Study alongside me. No, I haven't seen that. Oh, well, man. What's that about? So, study alongside me, it's, it's basically this thing on YouTube uh, where... And I, so, it's like this new thing on YouTube, man. It's crazy. And, like, look at this view. This was, like, 9.9 million views. And this was January 14, 2021. So, like, almost, like, a year and a bit ago. 9.9 views. You basically study with someone. And that's the whole video. Wow, and I'm not gonna play the music for the copyrights, but that this is it. This is what this is what you're doing, Dan. 
You basically you, you just watch them. Yeah, you're watching them. You know what? It's for people that feel lonely. I can respect that, but you can easily find like a stock footage or just listen <laughs> like lo-fi fucking. <laughs> Am I being a dick? That is like <laughs> the, the cheapest alternative is. <laughs> I guess anything to make you feel uh, in company, but uh, it's an illusion, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. an illusion, man. Like you just got to trick your brain. Your brain's just playing tricks on you. That's all it is. Man, like so that, that's why I thought this article is interesting because I never considered the age. Like, look at this guy. Is that is that something I gotta watch? I gotta watch this guy in a van? No, 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 no. So, so this is oh. this is someone um, that's that's actually using. This is Ben Tench, like a. Uh, she uses it a lot, and uh, she says this has really changed the way she does things, which is definitely fair. Like, if you're seeing a lot of value in it, why not? I personally I won't pay 40 bucks right. for it. But yeah. she said, like, she's, she was able to be more productive. And I definitely understand the HDHG part, right, where it's kind of like you need someone, especially if you're working from home, to hold you accountable. That's not your, that's not your boss or your colleagues, which I definitely get. One of the worst things about being in an office is when you start working – and someone just distracts you, and you lose your flow of what you were doing before. I don't know if that ever, wow. ever happened to you. That happened to me so many times at the office. I just couldn't stand it. Lose your flow, like you're saying. There's distractions, like there's yeah, uh, distractions. People hiccups in the office. Yeah, yeah, people talking to you, like, hey, what's up, Chris? How was your weekend? I you hate know? that. That's, well, that's that was one of my fears of like, thank, thankfully, you know, I'm working for an LA company, and uh, I have to work remote, like mm-hmm. unless you know, one day I get sponsored, but. Uh, for the time being, uh, I enjoy it. You know, I'm at my own pace. Of course, it gets lonely. Like, there's pros and cons to everything. But for the most part, man, like, I'm an easily distracted individual. And I don't like the idea of people around me because I'm going to want to talk to them. I'm going to want to shoot the shit. I'm going to want to, like, you know, create with them because I'm a creative guy. So if I'm alone in solitude, I feel like more work is accomplished. No, yeah, 100%. And, like, I, I don't know what you mean. Like, personally, myself... I'm the most productive I've ever been working from home because there's no distractions. So, like, I've been able to get a lot more stuff done at home than I'll be able to get at the office. Not going to lie, like, I think a lot of people are the same way, too. That being said, it was just quite interesting to see the opposite side of you. Because my first thought when I first read this was, like, man, like, 40 bucks. Like, you might as well just start OnlyFans and have strangers watch you work for free, you know? Like, <laughs> right. Did you, uh, are you, are you in the hybrid program now, like with your work? Like, no, you yeah. So they're, they're, they're trying to be hybrid. Um, they want us to be in the office 5% of the time because there's no need for us to be in the office. Right. Um, so what I do is more analysis work for my full-time day job for people, for, for people that I don't know, I'm not telling what I, where I do, what, where I work, but that's why I do full-time, uh, alongside the podcast, the YouTube and the startup. But yeah, they're not gonna force anyone back to the office. If they do, I'm gonna have to seriously reconsider my career path with them because I will not go back to the office. I've tasted the good wow. life, my friend, and I will not go back. <laughs> wow. Will not. No, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, well, you explained it to me, like, you know, as it is, right? Yeah. Just on the subject of work. But you also told me, like, many times, like, you're the kind of guy, I thought about this uh, recently, where you'd go out to a cabin if you have to and just work. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, you I, don't need to be in an office space to thrive. No, I you know? do not need an office space to thrive. That being said, like, some of the stuff that's very collaborative, you know, I do need someone just to double check and see. But it's where a it's different going. kind of work. But it's a different that. type of work, exactly. <laughs> Quantitative. There is a style, bro. Yeah. Analysis, going to the deep dive of, like, Excel sheets and, like, financial statements, man. I, I, I just, just leave me alone. Let me put some little data, data analytics. Yeah. Data like, analytics. Yeah, leave me alone, bro. But this is actually. Punching in numbers? <laughs> That being said, then this is actually yeah, on the buddy. other side of the globe. This is in Japan. This is from Business Insider. Um, the title is um, A Japanese Cafe for Writers Struggling with Deadlines Provide a Unique Service. They'll pressure you to keep working and won't allow you to leave until you're done. This is going on right now in Japan. And they found a really cool and interesting way to hold people accountable. The most interesting part of that article was, according to one of the cafe rules, customers are not are not supposed to leave the store until they accomplish their work goals. To further motivate them, the cafe also has a board that lists the names of everyone who left without completing their tasks for the day. So they basically have a shame board. <laughs> shame. <Wow. laughs> you don't do your work shame, for the day. Yeah. Shame, and it's put on your board. Shame. That's that's a way. <laughs> To motivate you to get your stuff done, bro. Can you imagine bro, that? I work somewhere. I work somewhere, and someone voiced out like and said, "Hey, 
uh, we should not be shaming people. <laughs> You're all like, what? <laughs> and they're like, it's counterproductive and it creates a harsher environment. And we're just like, yo, this guy, this guy needs another way out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they're just some weird people, bro. Like, oh, they, didn't, they didn't last, but you know what I mean? They're like, they're fucking. Oh, man. But like. I, I make you laugh, man, because I know you're thinking, like, what the fuck? Yo. <laughs> Who talks like that? I yeah I read this I read this both his articles and I was like damn man this is really really crazy ridiculous I personally myself will never do this because I just know what type of worker I am but I definitely understand some people just need that added extra pressure you know to get something done especially if they're like procrastinators I've ever heard yeah. something called pro- procrastivity this is a new what is that a thing procrastivity yeah yeah this is this is a new thing i so, heard something some stupid like i watched a video once man where it was like procrastination is actually a sign of productivity or some shit like there's all these clickbait videos um like are people trying to really argue that yeah procrastivity so this is a um but this is a new thing so basically you're procrastinating to Yo, do, do you mind if... go ahead Sorry to interrupt. Do you mind if we take a break? I gotta go to the washroom. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, pee, go, ahead. go pee, bro. Go pee, go pee, go pee. Yeah, <laughs> Joe go Rogan style. You know what I mean? Yeah, and go, we're go back. pee, go <laughs> pee. All right, thanks, buddy. No problem, no problem, no problem. Appreciate so, guys, while Dan's away, I'm gonna quickly do some house um, house items. Um, so, I know coffee and croissant has not been as consistent as I would like it to be. Sorry about that, but also kind of not sorry because this is for free and I'm doing a lot of effort to get this up and going. And you know how it is. You know, sometimes you're working something, then I have my other passions are pulling me to the other side. But stay with me for at least a year, two years and a half. I am going to figure this this consistency huddle with a huddle or obstacle to have because... I'm just trying to figure it out, man, because YouTube is a YouTube is a beast. I did not think YouTube would be this hard. It is freaking difficult. And now podcasting is hard. And I didn't know how hard it was going to be until I started doing it. And it's freaking difficult because, you know, I work with podcasts and sometimes they're not that interesting. And I don't think they're worth putting out there. Something same thing goes with YouTube and same things go with my blog. I do write articles. I just don't think they're good enough to be put out there. So keep in mind with me. I'm going to try to give you guys interesting content. It's going to take me a while to uh, build this empire. I expect for me within next year to actually get a really good flow of things. But as of now, uh, Coffee and Croissant will still be ongoing, but there's just not going to be as many episodes as I would like. Hopefully this format actually works because I think the way I'm doing with this new format was kind of like trendy topic that's going on in that world. And so it's very easy for me to have a guest and talk about it or just be myself and talk about it instead of me telling you guys what I've been up to the last few weeks. Um, because to be quite honest, the last few weeks, all I've been doing is working. <laughs> I've been editing the video that me and Dan shot in Montreal when we went to see Andrew Schultz show. And it's kind of like this vlog uh, style content. And I got to tell you, man, I shot two or three hours of content and it's kicking my butt to edit it down. As of now, I have 10 minutes and it's still killing me because I feel like it needs to be a bit more shorter. So it's going to take me a while, guys. So I got to figure that out. I'm going to try to get my schedule up and going. Um, that being said, I think Dan is finally back. Let's be back. So when before Dan okay, left, bro. we're talking about uh, procrastivity. So procrastivity, Dan, this is like a weird new term. We're looking at psychology okay. today, and uh, they have a little bit article about it. I'm going to tell you what it is from my understanding. It's okay. basically doing the work that's not the main work. So, do like you know how people just do the side activity inside, instead of doing the main mission, especially in video games. It's like doing the side missions instead of doing the right. main. So, you don't feel bad for not – you don't feel that bad for not doing the main thing. And that's a new right. way people do it now, especially for people that do – like people that have HJG. So, procrastivity, as I said, is a sneaky form of procrastination as a sort of Trojan horse of avoidance. Also known as productive procrastination, procrastivity is defined as putting off one priority to escape to a lower priority, but still a productive task. So, video game terms, that's like doing the side missions instead of doing the main missions. That's the way everybody can see it. And that's new, man. Like, I never thought that was a thing. But like I learn every single thing each day. Like, so what are your thoughts on that? Are you do 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 you think you do pro- 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 procrastivity or? 
Uh, yeah, I'm guilty of that. I'm human, right? Yeah. Um, basically, like there are times when I know I should be doing X, but I'm doing Y. Um, and Y serves to the main mission and X does not. But uh, it is what it is, man. Like at the end of the day, what, what matters is like disciplining yourself and being self-aware. That's what it always comes down to. Mm-hmm. Like there are people that bullshit themselves, like play video games all day and said like, I worked really hard today. Or like, you know, I... Um, you know, I, I'm just not feeling it today. And that's fine. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, sometimes we feel unmotivated. Again, I'm guilty of that too. But um, to get in a repeated loop, um, like one thing I discovered in the pandemic to always, there's never going to be the right moment. There's never going to be the right time. There's always going to be issues. Um, like, for example, this weekend, right? Did I really want to write? No, I wanted a, a weekend off. I just wanted to chill, relax, rest my head. Um, but I pushed myself to write only because I know what next week's going to bring. You know what I mean? And it's like next weekend, there's going to be new challenges. So I needed to complete this. I wasn't getting paid for it, but I decided to do it anyway out of my own kind of uh, creative volition. And I decided to do it um, regardless of being motivated. And that's how you have to look at it, right? It's like, you're never going to be motivated all the time. You're, yeah. I'm sorry, you're not always going to be motivated all the time. It's just like the gym, right? There are so many times when I wake up, I tell you, I go six times a week. A half of those times, I'm not kidding you. I'm like, yo, why am I going? Like, I don't want to go. But I go, um, it's not to look like the rock. It's because it's for my mental health. And I know that when I go, I, I relieve my anxiety uh, and I feel like I can conquer the day. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's about having the discipline and the tenacity. It's really important that everyone takes that in is that even if you do feel like not energized, not motivated, not inspired to push yourself um, beyond that. Right. Um, so procrastivity in a way can work for you because I didn't see it like that. I didn't know. I thought procrastination was just flat out. You ignore um, your responsibilities, but I didn't know that you just do side responsibilities if mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah I on the right track so what i'm trying to say is like procrastinity actually can work in your favor um i kind of hate the word that it has procrastination in it like it's a derivative mm-hmm. but the reality is is that um <clears throat> if you're doing side things like if you're doing things in general period you're doing something you're not sitting on your mm-hmm. ass right so you should be very proud of that um and that's something to overcome lack of motivation so if something for me, right, it's like if I know I have to write, like that's the primary thing that's important. Maybe I'm getting paid for it. Maybe it's for a short film, but I'm going around it. Maybe I'm doing other things, right? Like I'm making a call to the bank or, you know, I'm running errands or, you know, I'm reading, right? It's not the main mission, but those side missions add up to something else, right? Maybe that can serve me down the road. So I wouldn't completely, um, you know, just ignore that idea. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think procrastinity is within us all. I think we all... Uh, whether we know uh, comprehend the concept or not, uh, we all uh, take part in it. So uh, don't feel too ashamed, but know when to bounce back and when to focus on the main, main mission. No, Dan, like you're 100% right about procrastivity, man. Like I really like your take on it. Um, Thank but, you. Uh, but yeah, dude, man, it's, it's just crazy, man. This world keeps on bringing new spins and different things. Um, but going back to the Japanese cafe, so you will never do this, huh? You'll never give people money to watch you work or uh, go to a cafe and tell them like, hey, like. I'm- oh, I get it now. I just saw the headline. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I just, I understand why they do it. That changes the game though. Yeah. It's for people that suffer with uh, reaching deadlines. They'll pressure you to keep working. I won't get a lot. That's something that you, you got to figure out for yourself. Um, again, not to sound like all high and mighty. But see, me, my deadline is like, I give myself anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it's just natural. I don't know if it's how about it. I know for a fact it was how I was raised. Mm-hmm. But my mother, like, you know, since I was a kid, like if I didn't have my homework done, there was just this impending anxiety that came to yeah. me that I would just feel bad, like guilty. Um, so what I'm saying is I can't help you there. Like whatever works for you. Hey, if you need to pay someone to watch, look at you, watch you by all means. But try to find a healthier coping mechanism, like just be disciplined enough. Um, something I told about you, if we're on the subject of writers, is three pages a day that's it people say words people say this yeah three pages a day that's it no matter how crappy they are just do three pages i promise you you'll feel fulfilled because what happens is is then when they say oh but this guy's doing five this guy's doing ten this guy's you get you get too out of control you got to just narrow it down or maybe find whatever works for you for me it's three pages i live by that because i notice after a long it it takes up my time like after a long day of writing it's always three pages for some reason (laughs) three and a half four pages um, and that's enough energy for me. Now, some people might be able to write 10, but give yourself these benchmarks, right? And then you'll be done your your um, your assignment. You'll be done whatever task you put on hand uh, for that deadline. Uh, but again, if you really need to work under pressure, like I know people, they need to have someone on the phone looking at them, like on FaceTime. Like, have you heard of these? Like, you know yeah. what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I, I, I was always against that shit. Like, 
I need my own time because if, again, if the person's on FaceTime, maybe it's because I'm just an inclusive person. I'm going to acknowledge them and say, Hey, what's going on? Like, how's your day? <laughs> I can't, I can't ignore them. Like they're there, you know, but some people work like that. I don't know how they do it, but you have to just, I guess what I'm saying at the end of the day, work, see what works for you. I wouldn't completely dismiss this idea. Um, but I just, I don't think it's a healthy, healthy way to work. You know, think about it. Like you're going to be paying people to look at you and it, it adds pressure. I think you just have to just say to yourself, Hey, like I gotta be more disciplined. Like I gotta sit myself down and do this no matter how much, uh, excruciating it is. Right. And so. I, and I agree with you. And, uh, those are, those are saying a great points, man. But I also do understand, like, you know, if you have like a learning disability or HGHD, it's fucking difficult, bro. Like, well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. man. Right. Like it varies, right? Like yeah. it's not like a black and white situation. No. And that's why I said it, it, it's dependent on learning disabilities, but also personality types. Okay. Right. So, so Dan, okay, here's the state. Cause you know me, like sometimes, you know, I'm like, man, this is what like jobs are going to see this. And someone's eventually going to create a startup or a business where they allow jobs to see what you're doing at your desk. <laughs> so what do you think? Oh do you, my God. No, if that Not for me, existed, bro. Well, I'm more creative. That's <laughs> I, I like the idea. I'm again, I'm in the creative field. So I'm an editor, right? For another yeah. company. I like the idea that they give me the work and said, this is the date, get it done. Um, and now I've been so tenured with them that they even, uh, you know, trust me that I have a deadline for them. They don't even have to tell me. Right. Or I tell, I provide them a deadline. Um, but this idea of corporate life, it's very passe in my opinion. I don't know if I'm wrong about this. Speak out if you know I am, but I like is millennials and, and especially Gen Z going to be working in a confined uh, regimented time schedule. That is a great question. And I'm going to say right now um, with all the research I've done about Gen Z's, um, they do not, um, agree with the way corporates are doing their work. Um, so having a confined regular schedule would not bode well for most Gen Zers because, to be quite honest, they've never seen the need to work for an office. And also, too, man, like I gotta say, the internet is such a strange place that like people who see like Twitch streamers or YouTubers or people that just do social influence, just living a life without going to office, most people are going to want that life for themselves as well. The life of a nomad is on the rise as well, and most people just don't see the need of going to the office. To the point yeah, in we which... Encountered we encountered one. We encountered one in Montreal. Do you remember? It was a girl our age that yes. was uh, living, like, hostel to hostel or something. Like, she yes. quit her job and, like, did that for a year, and you were explaining it to me, because I never heard of that concept, like, nomad. Nomad. Digital nomads. Because, to point honest... All you really need for most jobs is just a good Wi-Fi and a computer. Like, you do yeah, not need right, yeah. anything else. That being said, have you seen the story, Dan? This is the, this is so nuts. This is, okay, we're going off our time limits. I hope you don't mind. Let's just stick to one part. Because Dan, no, 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 for sure, yeah. you guys see this. This is the most ridiculous thing ever. This is the story about Freshy. Um, do you know what Freshy's doing Freshie. with virtual cashiers? I love my Freshy. No. I've, you never encountered one? Educate me. Oh Wait, what are they doing my with their god, man! This is let's see. This is a scam of all scams, people. This is a scam of Central all America? scams. No. So, so Freshy has developed. I don't know if it's if the company that's developed it, but this is developed product that's created in which uh, companies are, are going to start having virtual cashiers. So virtual cashiers, people that be answering your questions online so just imagine a camera pointed at you and a screen pointed at you where you can see a cashier across the world and you're just doing your daily buys or daily orders so this is one uh easiest way to think about it is unlike a kiosk or pre-ordering app which removes human's job entirely percy which is the application itself which is virtual cashier Percy allows for the face-to-face -face customer experience that restaurants owners and operators want to provide our guests by mobilizing a global and eager workforce. The company said in a science in a in a statement signed by Percy, and this is a SaaS company, and this is being done by Freshy at the moment. And I'm gonna tell you right now, this is a dystopian future of all dystopian futures, and they're getting really? these workers and. And like I gotta say, it, in, in emerging countries, and yeah. if you don't know the business model for it, it's very predatory. Because what's going on? It's like they're not like virtually, like uh, interviewing each cashier. 
what they're going to do is like they're going to outsource it to a temp agency and a temp agency is going to get the cashiers for them. So the temp agency is going to collect most of the amount and the cashiers are going to get yeah. a little bit more than the, what the usual rate is in their country. So it's kind of like... So they're going to act like an AI, but it's really a human being. And yes. you're saying they're their rights aren't going to be met. Yeah, exactly. And and they're not going to get paid what the worth is. Understandably, there is a work shortage, a labor shortage right now in the country. But at the same time, man, like, come on. Like, you, if you're going to do that, at least pay those vir- virtual cashiers their wages. Do not, do not pay them. Like, here, here for example, a virtual cashier would make three seventy five per hour. That's bullshit. Come no, on, but, it, but but can this be a side job? Like anyone can do it. Like you know Uber. Like you could just fill in and say, yeah. What do you want to know? Order a freshie. Yeah, but like most people that that do this are gonna be in emerging countries like India. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's be honest. So like you're saying Pakistan. it's like a customer service line, like yes, Bell and Rogers. You exactly. know when you call it, like you're saying they're gonna take over the job. So that's what it's gonna look like on a tablet. Yeah, it's gonna look like this. It's gonna look exactly like this. Wow. Exactly like this, and this person is gonna try to like help you out with with, with your sales. So it's not it's not uh, doing well. It's not doing much. Receiving. Yeah, exactly. And and that being said, like people people argue that there's already uh, robotic payment systems where it's a self checkout. Fair enough. But that being said, man, like just invest in self checkout. Why are you making? Why are you paying this person three seventy five when you know they should be paid fifteen bucks? which is minimum wage here in Ontario. Maybe I'm sounding like an anti-work liberal person, but I just think it's unfair. Like, there's just all sorts of work and paying them less no, or less for money. The, you're not gonna, looking out for the little man. I respect that. Like, you have to always look for the greater good. And unfortunately, capitalism, so a lot of people, um, you know, are uh, different about it, is uh, they kind of kind of oversees that right those ethics um capitalism sees the bottom line right um but you're saying you got to look at the people that are actually in service of these products right um, yeah they're man paid. they're not getting paid affordable wage like what can they do with 375 nowadays especially with inflation going up you know cost of housing uh rising like it's just insane yeah it's insane like if it's pathetic, same, pathetic. if it's 275 usd then maybe you know because the the, the american dollar is still somewhat strong even though you had a parity with the European Union uh, money, um, right. do you, you, yeah, but like, come on, man, 275, my guy, like, but and they like, should pay them the, the, the chart, like a cashier's salary, yes, like a, a regular, like, you know, what I mean, like, what they're, they're basically replacing them, it's still a human being, it's not a robot, yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, 100%. And I get it, there's a labor shortage, I get it, labor shortage, not people want to work at restaurants anymore. They're just trying to be as um, dynamic as possible, as flexible as possible. At the same time, man, it's just capitalism. People are trying to save a dollar as much as they can save a dollar. I personally think it's BS, but, you know, that's just my opinion. That being said, you know, nothing against Percy. Think it's very shady, but nothing against them. Nothing against temp temp agencies. Stinks is very shady. But you know, like people gotta make a living, but $375 an hour, come on, my G. You know they deserve a lot more than that. At least give him 10, you know? Like, yeah, well, well spoken. Yeah, man. Uh, at least give him 10. At least give him something. Yeah. Something yeah. Because up. if they're making $375 an hour, I'm, I'm curious to know how much the tech agency is making. Because the yeah. tech agency is the one that's paying them, right? 100%, bro. Anyways, that was it today on. Coffee and Quasim with me, Christian Alphonse. Um, we had an amazing guest, Daniel Calderon. Dan, thanks again for being on the show. Any final course, thoughts buddy. or last words before we go? No, I just want to say thank you again. Um, you have everything going for you, man. Like, just keep hustling. Uh, you know, keep being creative. And uh, don't ever, like, lose that spark, right? Um, all that matters is you show up, right? And you do everything yeah. you can to make it possible. So you're in the right, right mindset. And I'm looking forward to what you're going to be creating. Thanks, Dan. Uh, Thanks again. I really appreciate it. Everyone, we are out today and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Peace out.